Hey, Kyla. It's Mo. How you doing? Oh, hi. I'm not bad. How are you? I'm pretty good. But, like, how are you feeling? Are you over this whole coronavirus thing now? Yeah, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm all better. I'm, I'm not experiencing symptoms anymore, so that's the, the important thing. <laughs> how long did, were you feeling symptoms for? Uh, it took about 19 days before my symptoms to go away. So it started on the 17th of March and it ended whatever 19 days later was, beginning of April. Whoa. So you could have been yeah, incubated with the virus for two weeks and then there's like another three weeks where you were feeling symptoms? Yeah. I think I was incubated, like incubating it shorter because all the people that I was with in the two weeks leading up to me getting sick didn't get sick. Um, oh. And I'd been self-isolating because I'd been away out of the country. So I'd been yeah. self-isolating anyway. Um, so there was no real like concern there. Yeah. And, and you and I are like very similar in age. So how bad were the, the symptoms? Um, I mean, there were nights where I, I thought for sure I was going to die. Um, I had, really? yeah, well I had like, yeah, I had this like super high fever. Um, I had turned off all the heat in my house. Um, I had the fan in my room going full blast. I was like lying on top of my bed and I'd in the middle of the night, I'd go outside and sit outside, um, on my front porch with like a tank top and, and pants on and like, I was so hot that my breath, you know how like when it's really cold outside, your breath turns turns into fog? My breath yeah. was doing that because I was so hot relative to the outside temperature. Whoa. And so yeah. when you told the doctor that you had these symptoms, did they give you anything or did they just say treat no. it like the flu? No? <laughs> no, they didn't give me anything because I could only see a doctor through an app. So I never saw a doctor in person um so she's just like well take tylenol don't take advil get lots of rest drink fluids like basically what they tell you to do for the flu um and you know she gave me a, a description of what to look for with my breathing uh which if it was happening i needed to go to the hospital but beyond that i had nothing else i was just kind of alone so but if you felt like you were going to die, and, and even if, the, you know, maybe not on the verge of death, but it, it was clearly that serious, why didn't you call the hospital or an ambulance and say, I definitely need something here? Because doing that, you know, if I wasn't at that point, would have put so many people at risk, right? I would have exposed people in the ambulance. If I took an ambulance, I would have exposed people at the hospital, um, doctors, nurses, anybody I encountered along the way. And it, it wasn't worth it to me to do that. Um, you know, I was on the verge still, of death, like you said, that you thought you were going to die. I thought I was going to die. That doesn't mean I was actually going to die. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference um, at that point? <laughs> I think the, the difference is I, I was able to, if I could if I could put my mind at ease, and I know a, a large part of it was probably anxiety, but if I could put my mind to some extent at ease, um, I was able to get some breaths in. Some weren't going in, but but some were. And, you know, I was looking at my nail beds and making sure they weren't blue. Um, looking at my lips, you, you know, looking. Do? Well, it's, it's a sign of, of severe pneumonia. So oh, okay, I was gotcha. looking for 
like all of those clues before making that call, you know, and if I could tell that I was hypoxic because, you know, you would have the blue nail beds or blue lips, then I would go, okay, he's like, now's the time I have to go to the hospital. But until, you know, my mom was a nurse and I was always raised to believe that if you're going to the ER, it's because you need like life-saving intervention. Otherwise Hmm. you don't go. So. Wow. <laughs> I would have thrown in that towel so quick. <laughs> so, so you just recovered yeah, from, so three weeks, it sounds like it was hell. Yeah. And you just yeah. recovered from Tylenol fluids, like, like you would a, a flu, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot worse than a flu. All those people who were saying, oh, it's just like a bad flu. No, I've had a bad flu. And and this is something else entirely. Um, It's, you know, I had a fever for for basically 19 days straight, like it wouldn't go away. Um, And there were days where I like, I wouldn't take my temperature because it was freaking me out so much. And I could tell it was really high. And I didn't want to know how high it was because it was scaring me. And you were alone. You did, You were all by yourself. I was alone. Well, I had my dog, you know. So yeah, your dog's not going to, like, cook you some soup. Or... <laughs> I mean, they tell no, you it's going to no. be way, I guess. But... Yeah, he wasn't make me food, but I was able to make some food. Um, I melted a lot of cheese on pieces of bread in the oven because uh, <laughs> that was about the, what I had the energy for. <laughs> Did you have enough food in your place to live for three weeks? Because I do not. No. No, I did not. I had. I definitely had some, like, Uber Eats uh, uh, binges because I didn't have, you know, I didn't have, like, a lot of staples. I don't, you know, ordinarily I don't eat at home a lot because I'm so busy with work. So, you know, like, I don't have lunches at home. I don't have breakfast at home. I skip breakfast. Yeah. I eat lunch at work. And, you know, then I come home and I, you know, maybe have something I have at home for dinner or I'm out at an event so there's dinner or I'm you know I'm on the go and I grab something at a drive-thru or I have dinner with friends it's very rare that I actually like have a meal that I cook at home yeah so yeah that was that was tough (laughs) yeah it sounds tough so you said you saw the doctor like online yeah were you part of the official count then like when Bonnie Henry comes out and declares the new cases and, and everything like that or were you included in that no, she's only doing the test positive cases. So nobody who was presumptive like me and, and because of all the restrictions we had on testing, I wasn't eligible to be tested. Um, so I was never counted. Um, Why weren't you eligible to be tested? When you think about it. They were only doing tests for people who were um, considered to be uh, really high risk. So healthcare workers, people in long-term care or people who showed up at the hospital. Oh, Other than that, they weren't doing tests. Yeah. They also, she just said recently, we just learned that anybody who had been testing, um, tested for other respiratory illnesses, they were also just automatically testing them for COVID. But, you know, I didn't go to a doctor to get a swab for any respiratory illness. So these numbers are pretty underestimated then, right? Because like, there must be a lot of people like you who clearly had it, but are not being included because of the testing. 
Yes, although I would say, you know, we know it's in the community and we know there's community transmission, but the more that people who are actively displaying symptoms stay home, the less they're spreading the virus. The more people who follow the rules about travel, you know, returning to the country and going immediately into self-isolation, mm-hmm. um, the less community spread we're going to have. And so you can't look at, you know, 34 new cases on Friday and say that that means that there are actually, you know, four times that many because most people infect four people. Um, right, right. Because hopefully people are following the rules. You don't have to follow the rules anymore. You got antibodies, right? You're like, you can break all the That's rules what now. they say. <laughs> yeah, I can go out. I can like what like what those kids doing these days, licking toilet seats and other stupid things. <laughs> did, did, did I will the not. Doctor give you the clearance for that that you can go out and do whatever you want. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and you know at the same time I have to remember that like everybody out there doesn't know that I've already had it and doesn't know that I've gone through it. And so they'd be freaked out if I was like, oh, excuse me, sorry, I'm just going to reach past you here and grab this thing off the shelf and come super close to them. Like they're, they're not going to know that and that's going to freak other people out. So I basically have to live like everybody else in order to make sure that everybody else in the world feels comfortable around me. Right. Well, that's nice of you. To be honest, I'm, I'm going stir crazy. If I knew I had the antibodies right now, I'd be, irresponsible and totally out and about and uh i would let people know i'd probably adver- i'd get a t-shirt or something and advertise it like don't worry i'm, <laughs> did you, <laughs> I'm not did spreading you watch anything. contagion did you watch contagion uh, on netflix is that a horror movie no it's a it's a movie it was trending on netflix when this all started because it's about a person who gets a basically a coronavirus um, that's highly infectious with a really high mortality rate and she brings it into the U.S. and it spreads throughout the U.S. and they're imposing lockdown restrictions to try and deal with this pandemic. That's like your life story now. Very apt. But there's a scene (laughs) where Matt Damon who plays the you know the savior guy who actually doesn't really do anything Um, but as usual with you know Matt Damon playing the savior guy, he doesn't actually do anything. The women save the day. Sure. <laughs> he's he's running through the streets. And people are like freaking out, and he's like, "It's okay, I'm immune." <laughs> yeah, I'd be that guy. And I want to do Matt that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to run around and go, "It's okay, I'm immune." <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to check up on you because I was uh, very concerned, and I know sometimes you like to downplay things over text when I'm like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> clearly Me? you were not. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, I hope your Corona adventure ends here. Can't wait for all this to be over. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you take care of yourself and um, okay. yeah, we'll be in touch. I can't wait to go to see Talent Time with Paul Anthony, which might have to wait till next year, but we'll see. Yeah, but we will. It'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kyle. Take care of yourself. Bye. Thanks. Bye.